Blog Talk Radio. Listeners, welcome to another broadcast of the Unexplained World, where the line between the natural and the supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. I'm Edward Shanahan, your host, a spiritual observer, and psychic reader. Also joining me tonight and every broadcast are our co-hosts, are part of the inner circle of the Unexplained World and Spirit Weavers. So stay tuned, feel free to call in, and enjoy. Thank you. Hello, listeners. You're listening to The Unexplained World, radio broadcast for Sunday, May 5th. I'm Edward Shanahan and co-host with Annette. Hello, Annette. Are you there? I'm here, Ed. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Okay, thanks. Okay. Um, Deanne, has, I talked to her a couple of minutes ago. She's going to try to get in. She has a migraine in that, and we're going to see. Uh, it was iffy, iffy, okay? Oh, feel better soon, Deanne. Yeah, so maybe she'll chime in. My wife plans on chiming in in a little while, so we'll see what happens. Also, our guest for tonight is Miss Julie Valquez. Did I say that right, Julie? It's Velasquez, but very good. Velasquez. Velasquez. <laughs> good okay. evening. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Julie, how are you? Great, Annette. How are you? Fine, fine. Good to hear from you again. Yes, I hope all is well with you. Oh, we're hanging in there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Julie will be part of the first annual Chicago Ghost Convention, October 26th through the 28th, to be held at the historic Congress Hotel in Chicago. For more details, go to ChicagoHauntings.com or Julie's website. Julie, what's your website? Um, we actually have two. One is www.ispiinvestigations.com, or you can visit us on online productions, and that's uh, we're doing business as Paranormal Underworld, so that's www.paranormalunderworld.com. Okay. Very good. Um, we, we'll go into detail in a little bit, Julie, on how you and I and Annette, we all met, uh, or me and Annette met, met you, but for the listeners tonight, if you wouldn't mind, because I want to get all information correct, tell them your background and what you do in, in the investigation world. Um, well, I actually started off um, down in central Illinois, and I purchased a Victorian. Um, and since uh, purchasing the Victorian, um, I actually put in connection with my clairvoyancy uh, along with the paranormal um, side of things, never really made a connection there. Um, I'm clairvoyant, and I use that as a broad term because, to me, um, being clairvoyant covers a huge range of gifts, uh, being empath, remote viewing, um, a clear sensing and clear audience. Um, and I've actually been blessed with those gifts, having crossed over twice. I've been clinically pronounced dead twice. <clears throat> And so this kind of tied into me purchasing a haunted Victorian home in central Illinois. And from that point, it just kind of spread 
um, like the domino effect and getting into investigations and what have you. I currently uh, am a writer for Haunted Times Magazine along with their GHU coordinator. Uh, we started uh, Paranormal Underworld, which is an online pay-per-view, um, which is an opportunity to network and meet different great organizations and people across the country um, and actually allow people to partake in investigations that would not have an opportunity to do so. Um, so we, we started that new adventure and kind of released that in January um, of this year, and it, it's been going very, very well. I'm currently authoring a book of prominent women in the paranormal, um, and I've been uh, just recently approached by um, the psychic uh, detectives, uh, Court TV, and then also um, another UK uh, production company uh, regarding psychic mediums um, that we're going to possibly be doing a pilot as well. So um, it's it looks like an ex it's an exciting year, and and just having an opportunity to meet so many wonderful people and touch base with them. And my latest adventure is working with the FBI on missing children, and that's where the psychic or clairvoyant end gets into it. Um, I think that a lot of people that are out there that have been blessed with these gifts um, now is going to be seeing that there's a new spiritual um, movement or uh, awakening coming and that their gifts are to be utilized for great, great purposes in life. And one of such is uh, helping local authorities find these missing children and bring them home. Uh, let me, for one second, since you... Uh let me say, Deanne is with us right now. Hello, Deanne. Hi. Sorry I'm late. Oh, that's okay. Are you okay. feeling better? Yes, that's, a little. Yeah, I, I explained to him you had a headache, and it was iffy, iffy, if you'd uh, be on. So uh, we're happy to have you here. I'm going to so. try to stand as long as possible. Okay, okay. Julie, uh, the missing children and missing cases stuff, you are also right now working on some cases, aren't you? Correct. There are several cases that I have been working on, one of which uh, is a close-knit uh, individual, a young child that actually uh, disappeared. It was a year ago um, on the 20th of April, and um, we're trying to um, basically work very, very closely with the FBI um, down in Oklahoma to bring this child's remains um, back home and uh, get him to where he deserves a proper burial. Unfortunately, um, most of the, the the children that come to me are already deceased, which I wish I could say were not, um, but that's where I think the other um, mediums and people that are clairvoyant and are very, very gifted in this area um, can pick up where other mediums cannot because, unfortunately, I can only see the dead ones. So if um, we kind of unite together um, and, and try to help with local authorities, I think that the chance of bringing some of these children home uh, are still alive and, get, and getting them back to their families will be a great, great thing. Julie, may I ask, aside from being able to um, have families be reunited with the remains of their lost one, do you ever find that um, spirits of the children come to you and help the authorities find the killers? Or yes. find those that abuse yes. them better? Yes. Um, this, this one child, um, his, he is just a love. In fact, when he appeared to me, he did not appear to me at the age that he disappeared in. Um, and, and in speaking to uh, a renowned psychic that I'm very, very good friends with, his name is Robbie Thomas, um, he said, Julie, you need to go back through the database and look. And once you do it, you'll know when you find them. And sure enough, I did. Um, 
in these, and I call them remote viewing um, because in different situations I actually am a participant and other situations I just am an observer and they show me things. Um, but literally he does, they do physically show you um, the people that are directly involved with their demise, whether they be living or if they are have perished as well. In most cases they are still, still alive. Um, mm-hmm. So... I can't say that I directly only see people that are dead, but I see the people that are either directly involved or are immediate family um, involved in that situation or involved in in the livelihood of that child. Um, But, yes, to answer your question in that, yes, I do see them. Um, They are very, very detailed, um, down to smells, down to um, um, landmarks as such, I can draw a map, and in this case, um, I was able to do two remote viewings of this child and uh, know where he's actually, his remains are actually buried. So does that, but does that help the authorities then find these killers? Because most of the time, I'm sure these killers don't just do it once, but over and over again as long as they don't get caught. Well, in this, in this specific instance, yes. Um, they already had an idea of um, the individuals that were involved, and unfortunately, oh. they um, don't have a body. And in this case, and it was kind of funny because when the um, individual that's specifically working on this case called me and said, "I wish you could just say, Gary, this is where I am," and um, I said, "Well, for validation, I'm supposed to tell you Idaho, Idaho potatoes." I said, "I have no clue what that's supposed to mean, but you're supposed to know." And he proceeded to laugh on the phone. He said. I just came back from a, a, a homicide case in, in Idaho, and I said, well, that's supposed to be your validation, and he started to laugh, and he says, Julie, I, I realize that you are the real thing, and I said, he just wants you to find him. I said, he wants to be oh. loved. So yeah. so we're working right now. I, I've drawn maps, and uh, the individuals that um, I believe were directly involved um, described them to a T, um, and so we're working right now, hopefully gathering um, some actual lineup of individuals so I can actually pick them out, which I've already matched their description of who they believe are directly involved. So, Oh, honey, that is just awesome. I have two little ones, and I live in worry every day. Well, you know, they get too far away from you for five seconds, and that could be the five seconds, you know. Right, and people don't oh. realize a child goes missing every 20 seconds in this uh, world, every oh, 20 my word. seconds. What what kind of brought me to this is over the last maybe 18 months, I've been visited by 20, at least 23 children, um, all of which um, I think need to vent and, and to tell them, and they want closure. Um, they miss their families, and unfortunately, uh, most of them have died in a very violent way, whether it was intentional or not. In this case, in this specific case, it really was not intentional. It was um, somebody that uh, took their anger way too far and then realized what they had done. Um, but I'm an empath as well, so it becomes very, very emotional for me on that level because, you know, this child was beat so bad my husband couldn't even touch me. Um, you know, my skin, I felt like my nerves were exposed. And so it's very, very traumatic. I become obsessed on, on, a, on a different level because I'm a parent as well in that. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I just I don't understand. I can't gra- grasp the concept of how people can be so sick and twisted. And um, unfortunately, this child um, from day one was removed from his parents. 
and was placed in foster care with other family members. So he never really had a normal childhood, never was really loved by someone. And uh, when he literally sat at the edge of my bed and said, are you going to help, are you going to help, are you going to help? Just like a little kid is, are we there yet? And I finally, <laughs> yeah. said, I finally said, yes, I will help you, that I, I made a promise to him. And, I, you know, I don't know why they come to me. I don't know why they pick me. They could pick you, Annette. They could pick Ed. You know, they could pick so many different people, and I really don't. But I feel as though that when they do that in some, uh, you know, weird way, it is an honor, or oh, yet gosh. to me it is, that they want me to be their voice um, to try to help and find, you know, get them to the appropriate people. Um, and, and they're not always children either. Um, a lot of times they're just people that are, just don't realize that they've crossed over or they need an ear or they're afraid, um, you know, to go to the other side or um, and, and I think that's where the other paranormal end of it comes in, that, you know, an entity is there, and, and, and as and you on that note, because I had the privilege of going on an investigation with you, and you took us out and add as well, that those feelings coincide w- with the paranormal end of it, and that you have to really rely and look at the big, broad spectrum here, that it's not all scientific equipment, when working on any case or doing an investigation, that it stems back from, you know, the psychic end, the feelings that you, you experience, what your emotions, what you know and trust within yourself that you need to go with, almost like that sixth sense. Um, and, and God has given you that, or the higher powers that be have given you that for a reason, and you need to rely on that and count on it and never second-guess it for anything. That's what I pretty much learned. I just, even when I'm reading uh, individuals who bring items of loved ones who've passed away, and I'm trying to read, uh, I don't question anymore. I just yeah. say what comes to my mind, and mm-hmm. um, 90% of the time it baffles me, too, when I, what comes out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something that means something to the individual. So, and <clears throat> that's with Annette doing her past life readings and Deanne doing her readings for people, uh, the, our psychic readings and stuff like that. And I know both ladies work that way too, you know. See, and this is what I think that people are now starting to accept, and I think this is wonderful because all of you have something unique about yourselves. You all feed off of each other. You are really a direct family between Annette and everybody that's in your inner circle, you all have special gifts where a lot of people lack. I could never do a past reading because I know nothing about them. But it is so fascinating, and I'm a firm believer that education really needs to get out there um, because I do believe that people that you come across in this lifetime you have met in your previous life or you will in your future one. And it's kind of like climbing that stairs that once you learn this part of education and what you're supposed to do on this plane, you move up to the next, kind of like a stairway to heaven. You have you have to experience everything. And I really believe in in um, your your future findings in your daily life that you, your paths cross with people that you're meant to be with or meant to meet for a purpose. And once people realize that everything is connected, you know, you have this unique gift and this unique talent and you're so educated that you're able to, you know, stand on a platform or plateau and be able to, you know, share your education and your experiences and your wisdom in that department, that they all go hand in hand. And I think that's so important 
Um, and once people realize that that's why you're very connected, you feed off of each other. You all have positive energy no matter what you're gifted in. And um, there's just this huge broad spectrum that so many people need to be educated in uh, from being, you know, remote viewing, um, past life regression, um, being able to convey messages from somebody that's passed on. I only, when someone comes to see me, I have to write everything down. It may not make any sense to me, like Ed says, but you, you go ahead and turn it over to that individual and hope that they can make heads or tails out of it. Um, you know, and silly things that you would never know, like shoes. I, I had this woman come to me, and, and I said, your son is literally pointing to these slip-on Nike sandals. And she started to laugh, and I said, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. She said, no. She said, everybody from his um, friends came to his funeral dressed in suits with Nike blue slip-on sandals. I said, good, now you know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, something silly that you're able to be able to you know, is, is that you would think that means nothing actually means something to them, and I and I think it's amazing. I just want more education, um, you know, in this in this field and what everyone does to get get the word out there so they can learn and they can progress and they can be comfortable with themselves and and take it to a higher level. That's um, that's you're right on the one thing uh, between the three of us, Deanne, Annette, myself. Um, even Cassie, my wife, if she, you know, goes a little public with her readings abilities, none of us claim to be able to do everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, for sure, I just have my set things and that's it. Um, there's some things that I don't even make public, but yet, you know, it's not meant to be in my head. Right. And, um, you know, uh, and that's good at what she does. Deanne's good at what she does. And uh, I think you, you know, you hit it on his head. We pretty much feed off each other and, you know, provide people, you know, three different sources if they're right. interested. You complement each other and you work so well together. And it's that positive energy that you project as well. And, and that's what I'm saying. Not everybody knows everything. I was in search for another psychic, and I hate that word. To me, it is such... I, I hate it too. I think of this charlatan at the circus, you know, with this yeah. ball, and you know, you've been chastised with this name, and you're wearing the scarlet letter around, you know, and so I hate that term because to me it's been such a negative term. But when you look at so many people, and I, I use the word gifted because I do believe it is it is either a God-given gift or a greater power gift that God or the greater power has bestowed on you for a reason. And I really believe that everyone that has these gifts in one form or another is truly blessed, truly blessed. Um, and I was in search for somebody for the longest time, um, up until about three months ago, and I said, i got to find somebody that has, that is empathic, that is clairvoyant, that can do remote viewing, that can be clairsentient, clear audio, and clear visual. And I've yet to run across somebody like that. And I was able to talk to um, a woman who is extremely psychic um, down in Virginia. And on the phone, she says to me, Julie, you're searching for a certificate or a blessed class, and you ain't going to find it. She said, stop it, stop it, stop it. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, honey, you are who you are, and not everybody has that. Don't you get that? You, there's no education that you can give somebody. You want reassurance. Stop second-guessing yourself. Go with it. And she said, you ask, when you go to bed at night, you ask the people around you, 
the higher powers, what you're supposed to do with this gift, and it will come to you. And lo and behold, this this is this is where I'm now at with these children. Well, and, that's what I was yeah. going to ask you. Was it hard to cross that line as far as, you know, you're asked to do with the children, and the first time you did it, was it, you know, yeah. there had to be questions in your mind, can I do this? You know what I'm saying? What, Ed, uh, that is an extremely incredible question that you just asked, and I'm going to tell you, I toyed with it for a month and a half. Do I contact them? Do I not contact them? Do I contact Are they going to think I'm a crazy lady? You know, because I have to write everything down. Then yeah. I thought, okay, I was never in Oklahoma. This child happened to go missing on my daughter's birthday, and that's another reason why I thought this child came, sought me out. Um, which I was amazed. That was, I believe, the connection there. Um, and I thought, you know, I'm gonna, these people are now going to run my name. Thank God I was in law enforcement before, you know, that I have no wants, warrants, or convictions and never been arrested. But you, as, as I'm sure the three of you know, when you are in a position like that, how people take you or perceive you, because um, it's always been, once again, Neg- in a negative light, psychics, you are you're you got that nine eight hundred number, um, and I'm trying to think of the crazy lady with the turban on, you know, her head. Oh yeah, yeah. Miss Cleo, right? Cleo, Miss Cleo. Yeah. Okay? So everybody thinks of you, you know, as you've been had this bad reputation that has been bestowed on you, not you know anything to do with you individually, but they've been favored in a bad light. And so I thought, how am I going to have somebody take me seriously? So I decided to write everything down. And, of course, there were some very, very vivid details that I did not think that they were appropriate, nor for the sight of anybody to see, especially if there were friends or family members that would happen to cross them. And I came across this young man who is my age, and and God love him because he won't say he's psychic. He thinks that it's a terrible word, and he remote views. And I told him, it's, that's underneath that umbrella, sweetheart, you are gifted, you know. And he insists that he's not. He, he, what he does is in a dream state. Um, and I said, well, do, would you please post this? Because I came across this child, and I believe there's pieces to a puzzle. And he says, Julie, contact the local law enforcement. And I thought, oh, God, I so don't want to do this. So lo and behold, it was like a revelation from the higher powers. I came across this child's MySpace, and I thought, Somebody led me here. I'm going to write this individual and then tell tell this individual that was hosting this child's MySpace that I was going to be sending the information directly to the national database for missing children. And if they had any influence with who was ever handling that case in that state, to please have them contact me directly. And sure enough, within a day they did. And I said, I want you to know, I, I completely, when, when the FBI called me, I t- identified who I was, told them I'm not crazy, I have two children, I only know what I know, and this is it. I said, some of this stuff may not make sense to you. You have to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Well, the details to some of the stuff obviously was not released, was very, very true. Um, they had evidence that I had was able to present that coincide with, with my remote viewing um, maps of the area. At one point, I was actually above ground. He 
we were almost like we were in a helicopter, and he did an aerial view of where his remains are buried. And I had um, this foundation that was a marker that was in the left-hand corner and proceeded to write all of this in. Um, I also said forest fires. Um, I put California on there, but that's only because I, re, you know, associate forest fires with California. Um, the area of the two individuals that they believe uh, were involved in this, um, actually there was a forest fire in the town of Oklahoma and burnt it down their location. So there was so many key things that a lot of people would not know. Um, details about the clothing, um, things that had been said, um, and, and the fact that they combed and actually did walk the grid for um, this person in this location. And they happened to, after I had told them that he had been there, but not necessarily for this child, he said, Julie, I recovered a weapon in the same area that you're describing in October. Um, and I said, well, I knew that you were there and, and actually were looking for something, but I didn't know if it was for this child. So he was able to say, you know, she knows way too much about the details. We know she's never been in Oklahoma in her life. Now maybe we should make, take notice and listen to what she has to say. And I think that that's, taking that initial step to do that was very, very hard for me. Um, but it was a choice that, you know, I became so obsessed with, with keeping my promise to this child and being his voice that if I didn't do that, that I would have let him down on a level of some sort. So um, I pushed myself to do it, and I'm very, very glad that I did. For you. Good. Julie, how often would the child come to you? Just the one time? No, actually, actually this, this particular case, I was very, very upset because there was other information that um, I was asked by the FBI, and they asked me if I could do another remote viewing. And I tried for two days, and finally the third day I was able to put myself in the middle of town. And he literally came to me, but he came to me at the age, at a different age of when he actually, you know, passed on. Um, when I initially seen him, he was a younger child, and I, and I believe that was probably – his appearance at that time was probably when he was the most happiest, happy-go-lucky. Yeah. Um, and, and, and this might be some, something that you could shed light on because this is not where I'm educated in that area at why they appear um, at different stages of their life. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, they're not dressed in the clothes that they were buried in or waked in or what have you, um, you know, or they don't exhibit things. They, they may be in their 80s, but yet they appear to to appear to me in different stages, you know, younger or what have you. Um, but in this situation, I actually was able to remote view with him twice. You know, I'm wondering, and this is, because this has come up in the past, um, what, I don't know, by, um, and now, now it's just kind of just coming in my head, either by way of the circle of energy or what I do with items of loved ones who've passed away, Involving you, Julie, in it, let's say a circle of energy even, um, Deanne, whatever, if it could even be reached deeper, you know what I'm saying, to find in a child. Right. And, and that's what I... I don't know. Who knows? I, I know. think that there are so many people that are so gifted 
that have greater gifts than I do because, believe me, I only know what I know. And I tell people that mm-hmm. I'm not a renowned psychic. I don't do readings. I'm petrified to do readings for people. Um, I don't want, want to be responsible. I know that sounds shallow, but I don't want to do that. Um, oh, yeah. You know, to me, it's, a, it's almost like a moral obligation. You build a relationship with your clients. And, and, and believe me, the, the living ones frighten me more than the dead ones do. Um, because I don't ever want to disappoint them. And I actually did, um, and I call it real-time reading, and my girlfriend actually pushed me into that because her mother actually appeared to me and she had just passed. And I said, my God, she's got a beehive hairdo, and she's got bobby pins. She's got bobby pins all over. She said, will you do a reading for me? And I said, I don't do this. And she says, you can do it. You can do it. And she talked me into it. And it was so emotionally a dream, but I call it real time because I was able to communicate with this, this individual, her mother, and yet be on the, same, on the phone with her. And I was so afraid to say something wrong, and I kept telling her, shut up, she's talking. You know, and I was so rude. I mean, I, I can honestly tell you I was very rude to, to, to my friend. And I said, I don't mean to be rude. I said, but I'm afraid I'm going to forget what she's telling me. And so I said something, and, and her mother says to me, that's not what I said. And I said, Carrie, that's not what she said. And I said, see, I'm not really good because you corrected me. You know, I said, I took this door clairvoyant bus to school. I was in the handicap bus, you know, because I'm not good I believe in that area, nor am I comfortable to do that. So I leave it up to people who have that gift to do that. I only know what I know. I only experience what I experience. And and that's the only thing that I will ever educate people on on that level because I'm not in a position where I feel comfortable and it's not my God-given gift. I'd like to interrupt for one second and say, speaking of readings, Tomorrow night, Deanna and I will be doing readings at Champs Restaurant in Burbank, Illinois, at 6501 West 79th Street from 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. Um, also, listeners, plan on it now. Sunday, June 10th, we will be holding a psychic fair and paranormal gathering at Champs from 1 to 5 p.m. More information can be found at our website, theunexplainedworld.com. Deanda's tarot reading and intuitive reading, I do um, Tom psychometry one-on-one and psychometry with an item of a loved one who's passed away to bring it with you. Uh, Annette does past life readings. And, Annette, do you want to give your email address? Absolutely. You can reach me by email. It's fairyring at hughes.net. F-A-I-R-Y-R-I-N-G at hughes.net. H-U-G-H-E-S. Okay, all right. And I have to thank Blog Talk Radio for um, bringing our archives back up in that. Uh, the webpage was hacked for the uh, radio show, for our, our webpage. And uh, being the professionals they are and everything, they had the stuff back up and uh, kind of keeping an eye on what's going on there. Okay. So I have to thank them very much for doing what they did. Julie, you, um, the paranormal site. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you get around a lot. Um, yes, I do. Yeah, we, we, we first met probably, what would you say, Annette, a year ago or so? It was cold. cold. It was cold. It was fall already, yeah, yeah. autumn. <laughs> we had to break out the extra mittens that night, I remember. Yes, we did, but we had a great time. I was so impressed. She gave an incredible tour, very knowledgeable um, in the areas that we actually went through, and it was it was amazing. We had a wonderful time. I'm so glad. Yeah. It's yeah, nice we plan on doing it again in the near future. Uh, 
probably near August or later part of June. My July is tied up like you want to believe. Oh, isn't it crazy? Our calendar keeps getting filled up, and every time I turn around, I have something new. I'm actually um, have things going all the way up until um, March uh, of 2008. We're doing wow. a, a mega con, yeah, um, in Birmingham, Alabama, and it's a huge uh, paranormal along with uh, sci-fi and just supernatural things um, down there. And then I'm actually hosting uh, Prominent Women in the Paranormal, which we want to feature a wide range of um, accomplished women who are gifted from the psychic end to um, the paranormal, demonologists, authors, everybody um, that, that has something like Reiki. I, I'm not familiar with Reiki, but it's just supposedly an amazing field. And, and I want people to realize that, um, especially the woman, they, they've actually been in, in, in the shadows, and it's been pretty much a boys' club for, for many, many years. And, and now these women are standing proud and very accomplished and have made a career at what they're doing, and they're very dedicated and passionate. And we want them to shine. We want them to kind of unite under one umbrella and be able to share their, you know, wisdom and their education and their theories on all assets, uh, aspects of the paranormal, from the psychic end to the demon, to demonologists. So we're very, very excited. We have some wonderful guests. We actually just postponed it. Um, from this year because we wanted to get workshops and vendors and um, we've got some really good uh, big sponsors that are actually going to come in and, and sponsor us. So uh, we just want everyone to, to be able to get a great experience and be in one place at one time. So That's going to be near uh, Alton, Illinois or something Correct. Like that. It's going to be Friday, June uh, 13th and uh, through the 15th and it's going to be at the Mineral Springs Hotel in Alton, Illinois. Um, they basically um, have uh, pretty much, they have only one person that actually does the tours there. Her name is Janet Kolar, and um, they've kind of shut everything pretty much down, down and the building um, is just truly amazing. The history of the building um, is very, very active, um, but we have so many things. We have two investigations we're going to be doing for that weekend um, and just many, many workshops, um, karaoke, hypnosis, or photographs, I mean, many, many things. And we just want to invite everyone to come out and have a great time, but we want to acknowledge these great women. And well, maybe there will be room for uh, our two ladies. I <laughs> and see, this is where they could come in and teach about past life regression, speak, um, and then actually, you know, have their services there. Uh, we want everybody to be able to, to get involved in it because it is so important. And, and I think, you know, I'd love to have a past life regression. I would love it. Um, I've actually only had one once and just was fascinated, and my time was up. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> so I'm eager to have another one done. So um, I was just amazed. You know? Well, maybe I think the two ladies could use a field trip, so maybe besides yeah. <laughs> then, then. <laughs> definitely want one. Um, what are what? Well, speaking of conventions and that, uh, you're going to be a speaker at the uh, and speaking of women, Ursula's uh, yes. co-creator co of uh, the first annual Chicago Ghost Convention in October. So you're going to be doing what there? You're going to be doing. Um, um, I'm actually going to be um, speaking at the conference. I'm really not sure where, where she wants me to touch on everything. Um, I seem to be have so many irons in the fire right now. I'm just honored that 
Um, she asked me to to be involved in it. Um, she's an amazing woman. I mean, absolutely amazing woman. And I, I have followed her for many years, um, being involved in paranormal. And she had written um, um, uh, one of her books in there, and I was always fascinated with Resurrection Mary. And I actually, um, I think, was so drawn to that and so drawn to um, her articles on them that I actually wrote an article for Haunted Times Magazine on Resurrection Mary um, because my dad actually seen her. My dad actually had a run-in with her, believe it or not, um, when I was a child. And I was just always fascinated with, you know, that ghostly side of things. And the way she portrays herself, she's extremely... Hello. 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 Yes, Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Really? Hi. Okay. Yeah, that was weird. Okay. That was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as long as we're all okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like, think I'm going to be cleansing tonight. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> who's having inter- who's having run-ins with a Resurrection Mary? <laughs> well, you know, it was funny. I had um, a lady friend over today, and unfortunately, I have so many people that come and go. They like to stop in and just, I think, mosey around and say hi. And as we're sitting at the kitchen table. All of a sudden, my back door opens, my screen door opens, my back door opens, and then all of a sudden it shuts, and we all look at each other, and I go, either someone's coming or leaving. <laughs> I have no clue who it is. And it wasn't windy, so um, later on this evening, the, the TV started to go crazy, and it was like buttons were moving all up and down. It went into, like, the brightness and stuff, and I'm like, enough's enough. I, I've got too much stuff i got to do. You need to leave and come back another day. <laughs> so I'm waiting for the door to open up now so it can kind of scoot and be on its merry way, but I, I, I'm sure that I think I'm going to have to do some cleansing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll leave Resurrection alone since I only live about five minutes from her. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Oh, are you that close? God. Oh, yeah. I have to tell you something very funny about Resurrection. When I was doing the article for the magazine, we decided to drive from Skokie one night to get, I have a really bad habit of like, before my deadlines, like 20 minutes till re- rewriting things. And um, I said, well, we got to get there. I'll be in a big, better frame of mind. So we go. We literally got locked in resurrection. And I says, this, the police are so not going to find this funny. They're just so not going to find this funny. And, and, and Jelka's saying, this is great. I said, no, it's not. I said, I'm writing an article on her. We are now locked in resurrection. Thank God the caretaker, after he left, came back and realized that we were still there and let us out. And he gave us a slap on the wrist. And he goes, what were you going to do? I guess I guess we were going to spend the night at Resurrection. I said, how many people can say that with the exception of ones that are permanent residents here? You know, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't think the Summit Police Department would think it was very funny or Willow Springs. No, not at all. Um, so, Deanne, Annette, do you have any questions? For Julie. Well, I am just so amazed, Julie. I did not know about your um, interaction with these missing and lost children, and I just applaud you for your work. I mean, it's just putting those gifts to uh, such great application. I mean, what better thing? I can't even think of anything better to do well, thank than you. to try to help, uh, number one, make the families feel more comfortable to understand, uh, you know, have some closure where the closure needs to happen, um, and then perhaps being able to stop a perpetrator from doing harm again mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or that, 
Bravo. Good for you. Yes, That's thank awesome. You. Definitely. Well, I would love for somebody to be able to come in on the on the brighter side of things because unfortunately I'm on on the more heavy side. Um, because yeah. when they do come to me, that they're they're no longer have a pulse, and you know it's it's terrible for me to have to say I know where the remains are. Um, oh yeah. I, I would love you know, and that's I would love to be wrong. You know. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh yeah. On a more positive note, I yeah I wish that I could be wrong, and um, but I would love to be able to to come across some wonderful people that could help on on the brighter side of things as well. Um, to give these family, families closure because you know what they are so desperate they just they just want that closure whether it's on a positive note to bring their child home or just to have their their remains brought home so they have a place to go and grieve for them right. you know yeah. and I, I can tell you that I was very very torn for a long time and thought I don't want these gifts anymore I don't want them either I somebody has to tell me what I'm supposed to do with them. Or I don't want them. I don't want to have to go through this. I don't want to let these people down. Because to me, I felt as though, and like I said, it's an honor that they come to me. Um, But on a more serious note, trying to find who they belong to is huge because they're not always, they're not local. I mean, I get people from all over. I have a young child, um, and and like I said, she didn't die. I shouldn't say she didn't die a tragic death. She didn't die... uh, by by somebody else's hand, but she she cracks her head open and breaks her neck jumping into a swimming pool. She misses the swimming pool, and I see her constantly, and she can't cross over. I don't know how to get her over. I'll be honest with you, I don't. And that's where I'm looking for other people that could maybe help her as well. Like I said, I only know what I know. It's the other end of it that I would love to be able to form an alliance with and say, here, you know, sweetheart, you need to go visit this 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 individual, and they will help you. You know, sometimes I think they they just want some comfort because they know that they can come to you. Um, but on the other hand, I, I think that they don't know to that extent that, that they're 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 still here, and they need to go to the light. And um, as you know, you can't force people to do that. Um, but on on a, a a greater note, you can suggest that they go. But somebody that's more um, knowledgeable in that area to help that transition would be a, a beautiful thing. Um, if, if if you know of anybody, please let me know because not that I want to give my entities to them and have them have house guests, but you know, on on a spiritual level, we're we're all here for a purpose, and you know what our purpose is. We some people still have to determine that, or if you know that you're here to help them, then let's let's all make an alliance and and do the job and get it done. Right. Why do I picture or I'm feeling that when you do have these encounters and you're trying to help a child, and I may be off, but I'm also feeling or hearing or whatever you want to call it, my intuition, that you also have, I don't know, what's the word I want to use, opponents or whatever trying to block you from you know, that's very funny that you should say that uh, because they do, um, mm-hmm. especially uh, if you have... More or less the evil side or, the, you yeah. know, whatever you want to call it. It's the dark it's... side. I think that, and I've encountered this, a uh, prime example, we just came back from Waverly, not last weekend, but the weekend before that, and we go down there um, at least three times a year um, in Kentucky, and there is... Um, you know, to be honest with you, you know, 66,000 people died there, 66,000. So you can imagine imagine the personality conflicts there. 
Um, You have um, people that are there that really believe, going back to, and I'm going to touch real quick on the religious end of it, but being born and raised Catholic, um, I'm from the old Catholic. I had nuns that taught me that, you know, when you committed a sin, it was a mortal sin and you were going to hell. You know, and they instilled the fear of God in me. I mean, they really, really did. And I can imagine during certain, you know, periods of time, especially if you were devoted towards your faith, regardless of what faith it is, that, you know, if you had this embedded and pounded you into your mind on a daily basis, that you you may be afraid to cross over. And in that location, I encounter and have encountered um Every time that I go there, uh, a male entity that does not like me, and he does not like me because he's keeping, he doesn't want to be the, be alone, but he doesn't want to cross over. Um, so he's holding a lot of people and have persuaded them to stay and not go into the light. But keep in mind, they're kind of like in that limbo. They're in that state where they're, they're destitute, you know, they're in between planes and they need to go. Um, and he literally fights with me. I mean, calls me every name in the book. Um, he happens to be a physician there, um, and he does not like me. He actually um, hurt one of uh, our investigators that was there. Um, he has pushed me uh, several times, and, and like I said, so there are people that do try to stand in your way because they don't want you to prevail. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I can tell you the, this uh, instance that we're talking about right now, with this this child, um, the people that are directly involved with it are are very close or were very close to him. Um, And the feelings and emotions that run through, which would be amazing for you, Ed, because I know that when you're you're holding something, you know, an object of a loved one, that that energy is so powerful that, you know, you just want to reach out and strangle these people. I mean, you cannot even believe um, what they subjected these children too, um, and how nasty and, and their mindset is, and it's very, very sick. I don't know how much more to put it, um, but it is very, very sick on that level, and it has a way to, to tarnish what you're doing or what you're seeing and projecting to try yeah. to get it across. Um, I just, you know, pray that the, the information that I'm able to hand them over, that they they will find you know, find them or find at least something to convict these people. Um, I unfortunately had him come in when he initially came to me. He also had another young um, little girl that came in from the same town that was missing the same week, which I did not know. And I literally was getting both of their readings together. At one time they were trying to outspeak each other. And I thought, is this the same child? What am I missing here? Um, So when I sent the initial information and put that up, I actually had specific names of the predator or abductor, and it turned out it was for this other child, description and everything. Um, Unfortunately, he decapitated this child and left this child sitting in Mm. his closet Mm. in his residence and was eating this child. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, and that's why I'm saying it's it's you know it's very emotional. People don't realize to me it's just, it's not that I just get them and they come. I experience things and pains and emotions and smells, um, you know, all around that entire environment, um, and it's very very hard hard for me. And and you know I finally realize I have to put what I'm doing to good use. Um, I just want to find other people that can help on a more positive note with me 
um, you know, on, on that level. I really do because I think it's so important. People don't realize that a child is taken every 22 seconds in this world, taken, abducted, taken, 22 seconds. So uh, until people just stop and look, I mean, that's all I even ask up on my, my MySpace page, um, on my on Haunted page, on my website. I have um, children that have been abducted or taken or are missing. Um, and another thing that just infuriates me, too, um, and I don't know if people realize this, with Amber Alert, that if they don't believe that you are abducted, physically taken by force, they will not issue an Amber Alert. And that just sickens me, and I'm sorry, and I, I would love to, you know, um, legislate against this because, you know, it could be an immediate family. In this situation with this child, there was no Amber Alert ever issued because oh. they believed he was a runaway, and he was not. I uh, I can't imagine. You know, I've seen Deanne. She's been, I guess you could say, what would you say, Deanne, hit or whatever during our circle of energies and stuff like that. Um Right, Dan? Oh, yeah. Hello. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, I I never have been really to talk, much to talk. I've started channeling one, the last thing we did. But um, I get this, you know, I know what Deanne goes through, and I, yours is such on a, I don't know if Deanne's goes as deep, but yours is such on a level that I don't, it's got to be, like an emotional roller coaster for you. You know, it really is because I, I am literally sick when I get up and I sit and I cry. I literally cry. Um, and people don't understand. That's why I say I don't do readings. Do not come to me. Do not sit in my driveway. I have a woman that comes here every day and begs me to read for her. I'm like, I'll buy you a, p- a pack of care cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you names of people. Call them. They'll give you a great reading. I won't do it. Um, but they don't, un- they don't understand. They think, oh, she's working with the FBI. She, she's a good psychic. You know, That's not yeah. the case. That is so not the case because I don't care about your love life. I don't care if your husband's cheating on you. I really don't care. <laughs> you know <laughs> I only care about the dead people that, you know, are coming to me. That's all I care about, you know. And, and I try to explain to people that, you know, I don't know, um, you know, what the emotional end of it is, um, you know, for me. But I know that I'm supposed to be doing something, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. There's a case that I'm getting ready now to work on, and I have to send it to Will County. It's actually very close to us. Um, and I had, in fact, at one point, Ed, I had talked to you about an elderly woman over in the forest preserves that I wanted you to, she get, literally, her scent uh, got in the car with me, and it was in my pores. And what, was, uh, what forest preserve? Um, it's right off of, let me think, um, not central. Um, hey, you know, you know what, let's keep this um, confidential, okay. uh, which is off the air. Uh, how's that sound? That sounds uh, wonderful. Yeah, because there'll be ten thousand other people looking for the place. Right. Um, right. <laughs> but sorry. Very, very close to you, and I had touched base with you Ed, on this before. She literally uh, was in my car, and um, I could not get her smell out of my car. In fact, when I walked in the door, my kids said, "Oh my God, you smell like a lady perfume." And I said, "I know." She was reeking from my pores. But there are so many people. Um, there's another case in Will County. Um, unfortunately, that involves um, people. It was a Will County Sheriff's deputy that perished. Um, mm-hmm. and she's come to me. Um, and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of I'd love to be able to, to, to you know, converse with you, um, and maybe we could do something because maybe you could pick something up, Deanna could pick something up, and Annette could 
on that higher level because I don't know where she's buried, but she she is deceased. So you know, but I think that's the whole the whole realm of it. You just want to get the closure. You just want it to be done, and right. and right. you know, it becomes a personal thing with you. It really does. It does. What are you doing with Robbie? I heard you. Rob, you and I, Robbie, yeah. yeah, Robbie is amazing. Um, Explain have, a little bit out of, about him because we got about uh, six minutes left or so. Explain a little bit just what you're going to be doing with him. Rob, uh, Robbie Thomas is a, a world-renowned psychic. Um, he's out of Canada, and he contacted us with Paranormal Underworld, which what we, what we started in the premise for Paranormal Underworld is to educate people in the paranormal on all ends, the psychic end, um, the investigative end, um, the location, the history of the location, because I'm a firm believer uh, without the history definitely would not have a haunting. And so I want people to understand that they need to concentrate and do research on the, on the locations that they go because uh, for you to be able to relate to any entities that are in that, that residence, that you're actually um, trying to collect evidence for, you have to be able to have a respect for them. Um, and in any event, um, Robbie and um, online production, Paranormal Underworld, we are going to be um, going out and actually uh, doing pay-per-view where he will go to locations um, live. People will be able to interact um, and be part of the investigation and watch him um, firsthand as he goes into um, special cases, special investigations um, across the country. And we have not – he's got so many on his spirit tour that um, – uh, right now, and we haven't actually, we're going to do three of them for him, but we haven't nailed down which actual events he, we're going to be doing, but um, he is an amazing man, he is extremely yeah. gifted, and works with many, many law enforcement uh, officers um, across the country, so um, in fact, he is actually taking over John Edwards' show. I was just going to bring that up, yeah. he's going to be taking over John Edwards' yeah, show, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. crossing over? Yes. And um, he's very, very gifted. Um, he's got many children. He's a parent, so, um, and he's assisted in many, many, many investigations uh, where there's been um, arson, uh, homicide. Um, he actually uh, has helped with, um, um, you know, I think Nancy Holloway. Um, so he's been consulted, um, you know, with various, various authorities um, all over and abroad. Um, he's got a huge following in Australia as well. So um, he's very, very respected um, individual and very, very gifted. And that's the premise that we are trying to um, go ahead and feature great people that are experienced and knowledgeable and be able to share that with people all across the country. So. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, I've, yeah, you told me he was going to be doing crossing over so long. Uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people will be interested. A lot of people are interested in that show uh, when they hear John Edwards, and I'm sure they will be when they when Robbie uh, takes it over mm-hmm. and uh, does it. So that's uh, so. You got your you got your give your website again so people can uh, look this our, stuff up. We have two websites. Feel free to check them out. www.ispiinvestigations.com. That start, stands for International Society of Paranormal Investigators. Uh, we have many, many chapters. We, in fact, just have one from Melbourne, Australia. So we're very excited about that. And, and then our pay-per-view, Paranormal Underworld, um, is www.paranormalunderworld.com. Uh, feel free to check that out. We have a Mansfield Reformatory coming up, Excalibur um, in Chicago. 
Um, I'm trying to think some other ones. Um, C.H. Moore Homestead down in Clinton, Illinois. Um, so we have a lot of great locations, haunted locations coming up that um, hopefully you'll be able to tune in and interact and be part of the investigation and be able to download the EVP and hear it before all of us will. So. Well, hopefully I could tag up with you on these, some of those uh, places sound interesting. So. Right. We'd love to have you, Ed. We certainly would. You and your um, I want to say thank you to you by, uh, before we only got like four minutes left. Uh, very much thank you to you, Patty from uh, Indiana, um, Deanne, a um, few people that uh, have been around, um, involved in what went down the last couple of days with our, uh, our uh, my email service, this radio program. For those that don't know, uh, he had a major hat job done to me. And... Um, you know, not not so much me, but to our members because uh, even at our Yao group, they uh, did whoever, whatever, deleted 130 of the members that were on there. So um, they're more or less they were affecting the membership in that. But um, Julie, you you know, you've been wonderful, and you know, you've been through it yourself. Yes, yes, uh, I have, and uh, yeah. unfortunately, he sent it to me, and I knew better, and. Um, uh, or the individual, I shouldn't say he, the individual um, sent it. Yeah, somebody, to me. for those who don't know, somebody hacked my email address and they started sending letters out to somebody, or at least to Julie, let's put it that way, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> saying this and that and that and this. And the uh, funny thing is, she and I talked less than 24 hours earlier. Right. So um, she called me right away and I was in my car. And I rushed home and uh, lo and behold, there was. Uh, mischievous stuff going on. Right. But uh, everybody's been contacted. Everybody's keeping an eye on it. Uh, well, so. I have to say, Ed, you know, uh, it is a pleasure and an honor to, to work with you, to speak with you, and to call you my friend. And I, I want to, uh, as, as I noted on, on your board, that you have a very, very tight-knit family and um, that something like this only makes you stronger. I mean, you have a, a huge following of people that are very dedicated um, and know that your heart and your dedication to the paranormal and your passion that runs through your veins um, will always prevail in everything that you do. And um, I believe that, you know, it's a shame that people's uh, jealousy has to come and interfere. They don't, they don't realize that it's going to come back to them tenfold. I'm all about karma. <laughs> it might not be tomorrow. It might not be three months from now. But, you know, what goes around comes around. And, and uh, something as minor as this little bump in the road, if they really thought that, that their mission in life to, to kind of destroy you is going to bring you down or let you get you down in, in your, your paranormal endeavors, they're very, very foolish because it only makes you stronger. Um, and, uh, you know, you will prevail in this, no doubt about it. Well, I'm just happy that a Deanna Nutt and, you know, uh, Amy, a Patty, you, da-da-da, know me well enough and, uh, you know, um, I'm just I'm just happy for the group of people that you know, I'm associated with. So um, thank you all. Anyways, so uh, with a minute and 51 seconds left, anybody have anything else to say? Oh, um, I well, <laughs> I'm gonna jump here in here and just say um, you're very very amazing, Julia. I just I. It really was tongue-tied tonight. Just I just wanted to sit back and listen. 
Well, thank you. I can tell you how much I appreciate you and the gifts you're bringing forward. I mean, because I really feel it becomes such a responsibility on us that I hear you very loud and clear, and I respect you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm just glad that it's taken me a long time. I've had these gifts since I've been in fifth grade and did not know what to do with them. And, um, you know, I'm not educated on my spirit guides and really how to meditate well, whereas so many other people are. And so it's taken me a long, long time um, to get where I am. And I just, you know, never wanted to let anybody down on on the spiritual side of it or um, the greater powers that be that gave me these gifts. And, And I'm glad that you know, I've now it's a new revelation that, oh, my God, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, I don't let people, you know, um, I don't allow them to um, bring me down and say, you know, you're silly for doing this or what have you. I know that there's a purpose, and and I'm just glad that, you know, even though it took me so long to find it, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for the betterment of, of the people here on Earth, you know. Okay, we got 20, 17 seconds left. Annette? You got anything to say? Um, no, I'm just in awe of the great work that you do, okay. Julie. Thank you so okay. much for being thank here. Thank you, guys. I mean, you. Julie, I want to say thank you. Annette, give me a call when we're over. Okay. Uh, Deanne, thank you very much. Listeners, thank you. Julie, thank you for, thank you. for being yeah. on the show. And listeners, tomorrow night at Champs in Burbank, Deanne and I will be doing readings. Thank you all very much. Ladies, thank you. And to everybody, thank you, and good night. Good night. Good night.